Welcome to the Story Engine. I'm Tristan Verboven. As this episode begins, we find ourselves at a turning point in history. Hannibal has fulfilled his promise to his father, his people, and his loyal band of rebel warriors to march to the gates of Seven Hills and find revenge. But before he deals the final blow, Marshal Skippy has one last trick up his sleeve. A trick that may keep the light of civilization burning yet another day. But for now, the Barca holds all the cards, and Seven Hills stubbornly awaits its fate. I present the third and final episode of Hannibal and the Fight for Big Water. Across big water, in the heart of the great walls of Cartha, a tribal council has been called. Mago has left his brother Hannibal in the camp at Seven Hills, and now bears the honor of reporting the news of their victories. We find him in the great hall at Cartha. The voices of the city elders echo in the whispering huddles. Mago stands alone before them in his finest soldiery, holding a pouch at his side as the huddles form a circle around him. He begins to speak. I come on behalf of my brother Hannibal, son of Hamilcar, leader of the warriors of Cartha, the warriors of Gaul and Iberia, the spearmen of Hispania, the archers of Libya, the horsemen of Numidia, and the destroyer of three defending militias of the Seven Hills. At these words, the assembly is silent. From the western reaches of Big Water, Hannibal Barca has raised this force. He has united the loyalty of other tribes, and we have taken them to the gates of Seven Hills. The council gasps in amazement at this news. All but an elder named Hanno, who issues only a grunt and then breaks the din. How did you manage to put so many men on boats, I might ask? In our exile, we have learned the art of soldiering. We have learned to fight on the land like the warriors of Seven Hills. And with our men and a large company of elephants and horses, we have followed the coast of Big Water to the lands now settled by the pale-faced people of Seven Hills. It was a most difficult of voyages. All the way we overcame raids from local tribes. We crossed river torrents and to gain the element of surprise, Hannibal 
ordered his entire enterprise over a treacherous mountain pass in the dead of winter. The council, men who, in their lives, had never breathed anything but salt air, nor raised a weapon in anger, wince at the idea of crossing mountains. What folly is this? Hanno sneers. Such hardship is pure madness! Not to a warrior! Mago snaps back. Such is the loyalty and bravery of Hannibal's men, that they dispatched it without question. With heavy losses and suffering, despite the groans of their mighty beasts, men froze to death in their very saddles. Others were crushed to death under falling rocks. More still lay buried under the snow. Yet they emerged on the other side, their resolve stronger than ever to take on Seven Hills. At what cost? scoffs Hanno. You lost all but your strongest and most loyal men. The strong and the loyal are the only men Hannibal needs or desires in his company. The survivors of this ordeal were quick to regroup and organize. They expected a strong reaction to their arrival. But Hannibal knew that whatever force Seven Hills could muster to counter us, it would be bullish and brazen. He was right. We made camp near the banks of the river Tokino. Their leader arrived on the other side and in his haste, ordered his men across the river to engage us. Hannibal, in his cunning, left the campfires burning and scattered his men in the surrounding forest. When they charged the camp, they found themselves encircled with their backs to the river and besieged on all fronts. They were cut down to a man while we scarcely lost a soul. The council is visibly impressed by this story, until Hanno speaks out once again. A lucky victory! Surely Seven Hills is made of better stuff than that! They are indeed, continues Mago, and Hannibal was careful not to misjudge them. For even though his victory attracted more rebels from among the local tribes, he kept his men in high ground, hidden from detection to maintain the element of surprise. It paid off. In our next encounter at Lake Trasimene, Hannibal sent a small band of horsemen to attack the enemy front, and then, feigning retreat, drew the bulk of his force into a terrible ambush, destroying yet another large force of men. The tribal council is more animated than ever at this story. And before Hanno can offer another retort, he continues, But that was not even our greatest victory. Seven Hills, more angered than ever at these defeats, put forth the largest force that has ever been assembled to meet us at Kane. Drawing men from every corner of their lands, they brought to us a force at least twice in number than our own but Hannibal used their boldness to his advantage. He arranged his force so his slowest and greenest men were at the center and his fastest, most experienced at the flanks. And then he drew the enemy into a narrow valley, engaging them directly. As the heavy force waded into our soft Gallic foot soldiers, the Nubian horsemen quickly encircled them 
unable to maneuver, the last army of seven hills were slaughtered like cattle. Crushed by our mighty beasts and left to drown in bodies, leaving a few desperate survivors to return home to tell the tale. Mago then lifts the pouch he has by his side and scatters its contents on the floor before him. These are the family rings and military decorations of the vanquished officers for you to examine for yourselves. Their back is broken. Since this battle, Seven Hills has offered no resistance, and our force now camps at the gates of their city, preparing our raid. To deal the final blow, we need your support. More warriors, more supplies and provisions to refresh our men. Hano is the first to approach the glittering pile. He picks up a ring and examines the stone inlay. To their credit, Hano, Mago jabs, Seven Hills draws warriors from among their own people. Even the sons of the finest families earn their honors in battle. I have heard enough of this boasting, blurts Hano. You speak of victory. Yet Seven Hills still stands. You conquer rich lands, yet offer these trinkets as plunder? Your boyish stories of adventure. They serve only to satisfy your own lust for revenge. You've now angered a powerful enemy with whom we once had peace. Hano drops the ring back at Mago's feet. You and your brothers have been away from Kartha for too long. You have forgotten who we are. We are merchants, sailors. We value gold and silver, and you give us worthless trophies. We want our seas back, and you give us land. We want peace, peace, and you give us war. And now you come before us with your hand out, wishing for the fine people of Kartha to give their money and lives for your folly. This is your fight, Mago, son of Hamilcar. This is no business of Kartha. Without Hanno's support, there is little enthusiasm in Kartha for Hannibal's cause. Once the Council calculates the return on their investment, Mago can only raise a handful of men and supplies to relieve his brother's effort. It is up to Hannibal's other brother to bring forth the much-needed soldiers. But on the western reaches of Big Water, Hasdrubal is woken from his sleep by swarming raiders from Seven Hills. His home is already in flames as he hurries to his mount. He manages to escape with a small band of men and supplies and makes his way to meet his brother in Seven Hills, only to be ambushed by young Skippy and his riders. Eventually, Hasdrubal does make it to his brother. Without relief troops, without supplies, and without a body, only his severed head 
delivered by messengers in a bag. The Barca, far from home, far from the seas, abandoned by his people, finds seven hills far from defeated, and his dream, his rage, slowly slips between his fingers. So from now on, dear listener, our story follows the path laid out by young Skippy, and it is Hannibal that gives chase all the way to his own gates at Cartha. Skippy, having ravaged the Barca's home and now threatening the Cartha homeland, camps outside the plains of Zana, just south of their walled fortress. It is the last of the grasslands before the horizon becomes arid waste, just far enough from the seas to make the Cartha uneasy. This is where Skippy chooses to have his battle. And this makes Hannibal Barca uneasy. Once their warriors are placed in position, the two men ride out to meet each other, leaving their escorts a few paces behind to hold their mounts. The men stand, at last, face to face. Skippy speaks first. It's nice to finally put a face to the name. Hannibal responds impatiently. If this is a last minute attempt at peace talks, then you will be disappointed. I wouldn't think of it, my old friend. Not after what you and I have been through. Then what do you want? I have a battle to fight. I wanted to thank you, Hannibal Barca. Thank you for the glory you will bring to my family name. After today, I will forever be the hero of Seven Hills, and your name will be synonymous with terror and failure. I doubt that, grins Hannibal. My men have brought your people to the brink of doom. I have stood up to every force you have brought to me and left them in a river of blood. Seven Hills cannot make warriors as great as me. That may be true, but you have learned nothing from us, and I have learned plenty from you. And for that, I am eternally grateful. What do you know that I do not, Marshal Skippy? Well, for one thing, I know that the number of victories does not matter if you do not win the final battle. You do not know that yet, replies Hannibal. By my count, I have two men for every one of yours. With some notable exceptions, Skippy looks deep into Hannibal's eyes and with a smile continues. Your Numidian horsemen seem to be in my army now. Have a look for yourself. And your brother Mago, his ship wrecked at the bottom of big water. He's not here either. Hannibal says nothing. But as you know better than anyone, Hannibal, numbers 
do not win the battle. We will see what you have learned, Skippy. If there is nothing more, I have better things to do than talk. As Hannibal turns to leave, Skippy speaks one last time. There's one last thing! One thing I could never figure out about you! Hannibal continues to walk away. Why didn't you destroy Seven Hills when you had the chance, Hannibal? Why? Why come all that way? Raid our lands. Murder our people. Right up to the gates, why? Skippy calls out to him, but his voice is lost in the wind. Hannibal does not turn to reply. He mounts his horse and without ceremony, rides off to his men. And that, dear listener, is the last we ever see of him. Until those marshals find an old man poisoned in a bed, the battle is already lost. Hannibal attacks Skippy's line with all the bravery and ferocity that they are known for. But when he orders his elephants to trample forth, Skippy's men form wide gaps in the line for the beasts to charge past. Then, when the time comes for his horsemen to charge the flanks, he finds the Numidians, who once served him so faithfully, throwing his ranks into confusion. Hannibal has no choice but to flee the field in disgrace as his men are scattered about the plains. And it is all over. Cartha once again finds itself negotiating an unfortunate peace with the land-hungry Seven Hills and bearing them a terrible tax on their livelihood. Seven Hills ensures that these pesky barbarians never rise again so that there may be peace again on big water. Because, dear listener, light will always conquer the savage darkness. The citizens of Seven Hills know this to be true, and we know this to be true. For if we are the light, and we wish to see into the darkness, if we are masters of the land, then we are Seven Hills. And if we are not, then we too, by hammer and blade, shall join their peace or die. This is the Story Engine. I'm Tristan Verboven. Thanks for listening to this episode. Check out this and other stories on our website and let us know who you are and where you listen to us. We would love to hear your comments. Coming soon, 
a special supplement to this series on Hannibal is the bonus episode four, but it will be available to members only. How do you become a member? It's pretty simple. For absolutely free, click on the subscribe button on the website or the page where you're listening to this, and you will receive access to the supplemental part four. In part four, Seven Hills and Cartha meet again. Only this time it will be for a final showdown. One of the two civilizations will be wiped off the face of the earth. I won't tell you which one, but it's not us. So stay tuned and become a member today. And to access the bonus episode, click the subscribe button. We'd love to hear from you and enjoy.